Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Creepy is proud to be a part of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. This podcast and the 31 Days of Horror is made possible thanks to our patrons. So please join me in welcoming and thanking new patrons, Melissa Campbell, Dustin Riddle, Anonymous Flower, Corey, Josie Wilson, Cron the Mad, Zeech, John Lewis, Ian Murph, Joey Stone, McKenna Mattel, Jared Smith, and Aiden Weymouth. Our patrons make the show possible. That's why for all of October 2019, new patrons at the $5 and above level get, in addition to the regular rewards, a limited edition creepy podcast refrigerator magnet. So for $5, you get the shout out, early commercial free access to all new episodes and past episodes, immediate access to over 400 Patreon exclusive episodes, and a limited edition creepy fridge magnet. If you'd like to see how you can support this podcast and get rewards on top of rewards for doing so, please check out patreon.com slash creepypod. No. This is Creepy, a podcast dedicated to sharing the most famous, chilling, and disturbing creepypastas and urban legends in the world. Whether these stories truly happened or are simply fabrications is for you to decide. These stories may contain graphic depictions of violence and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Creepy presents The 31 Days of Horror Day 13 Possum Society Credited to Chris Straub My grandfather was a big car gambler and told us a lot of wild stories from his traveling youth. He mostly kept a five-card stud and was a master at bluffing. Given the nature of most of his stories and how he believed them, I guess he was at least telling the truth about that. The story that stuck with me had happened in the summer of 1940, he said. He was on furlough and visiting his parents a few miles east of Icker Falls. Landlocked and bored, he overheard at some dive that there was all-night gambling at nearby Indian Reservation, maybe Monoton or Metapony, forget which. The story was that a local group of investors calling themselves the Possum Society gathered there one night a month and talked big policy and local events, the things that made them wealthy. Intrigued, my grandfather caught a ride near there and walked a couple miles on foot the rest of the way. Two things to remember about my grandfather. He was as slick and charming as anything, and he hated to play sober. He said they poured strong drinks there, by the time he had the courage to wander over to the lone table where anyone was still playing, he was worried they'd kick him off for being too drunk. But he must have turned down the charm because after 20 minutes or so he'd been invited to sit down. The game was five-card stud. My grandfather didn't have much money, but he hung in. My grandfather didn't have much money, but he hung on in the early hands, and after an hour or so, he had a tidy pile of chips in front of him, 
to the surprise of the others. The night wore on, the talk was lively and drinks kept coming. An old woman came around with a tray of shots of whiskey, which she placed in front of each player. Each raised their glasses and one man made a toast. To the Possum Society and to new friends. They all drank and the dealer continued with a new hand. My grandfather said the tone of the game changed. All the din and small talk and high conversation was replaced with the quiet shuffling of cards, the clinking of chips. Sensing this, my grandfather bet conservatively, but it became increasingly difficult as the pot grew. Finally, deciding the most he'd be out was the money he walked in with, he went all in on the next hand. The entire table called and the cards came down. Although there was a clear winner and it wasn't my grandfather, all eyes on the table turned to one of the other players who had trash cards and no chips left. Sweating, he pleaded with the dealer, the others in the society, even the old Indian woman. You know the rules, said the winner. At this, the losing player burst into tears and, knocking over his stool, ran out of the place whimpering and moaning. The other players congratulated my grandfather, saying he played a good game and that he had an open invitation to play next time they gathered. The old woman came around with another tray of shots and set them down when my grandfather said, No more for me, thanks. I've got to get home. But she insisted he drink. He asked why. The winning player leaned in and told him, It's the antidote. For more information, including pictures and videos of the stories told on this podcast, or to suggest stories for future episodes, please visit us at CreepyPod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or email us at creepypod at gmail.com All stories told on this podcast can be found at creepypastawikia.com and are protected by a Creative Commons license. Some rights reserved unless otherwise stated. Item number SCP-5186 SCP-7160 SCP-7533 Object Class Euclid Keter Safe Special Containment Procedures Spreading across the hemisphere and kicking up vast amounts of ash and dust. <laughs> the only thing I could hear was 7219 <laughs> laughing. Do you remember your name? Counseling. Appointment update. I feel them again. Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. They're in my ears! Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. Nobody understands! SCP Archives is a weekly fiction podcast. Each episode, we dive into the strange, the unknown, and the... Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at scparchives.com.